0: Welcome to another episode of Night at the Podcast. Yep, this is Dave D Saint here to deliver some of the news and let's uh you know talk about some of the stuff that I've been watching lately. Like I just finished up. Well, I didn't just finish up. I I guess I kind of finished it a night too long ago, like maybe a week ago. I actually stopped watching it for a while because I well when we get to it, we'll get to it is uh the end just like that questionnaire the sequel to sex in the city so um if you remember anything about sex in the city it's the story of four friends in new york city and obviously you know just being fabulous you know they dress to the fashion they um are living lavish lives well not actual lavish lavish but you know to their Extent, you know, lavish lives in New York City. Um, so it's a show. It's a comedy about, um, you know, just, you know, relationships and stuff, you know. So, like, we're going to get into that. Uh, the sequel is called And Just Like That, which ju- aired on HBO Max. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about if it was needed or not. Obviously, we'll jump in with some of the news. Obviously, I start off always with trailers and we end up with some... Reviews and recommendations, but yes, I am Dave D. Saints again. I am alone bringing you some of the news. Uh, Gus J. Swirl 77, like I told you, family man has family duties. Uh, for now, it's just going to be me and um, areas naji. Obviously, he's doing his thing too. So, we're just gonna go right into it. We're gonna try to keep this one short. If not, I mean. I mean, what can I do? Just ramble on for an extensive amount of time, and it's just kind of hard to do that. But, yeah, we're going to start off with some trailers here. The first one we're going to talk about is called Ida Red, and it stars Josh Hartnett. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Josh Hartnett, uh, Frank Grillo, and one face that you will definitely know is Deborah Ann Wall, who also um, starred in the series, the three-season series of Daredevil. Uh, She was the secretary. And definitely, you know, um, an up-and-coming starlet. So we're going to go right into I- I- Ida Strong, Ida Red. I'll let you I'll read to you the synopsis really quick before we get into the trailer. Ida, uh, in parentheses, Red Walker, may not survive his terminal illness while incarcerated for armed robbery. She turns to her son, Wyatt, for one last job and a chance to regain his freedom, her freedom. All right, so let's check out this trailer, and we will see what we see the truck I hit the other night on its way to OKC. I don't need you to hop out and I'll back, back. Whoever it was knew exactly what they were looking for. Stop looking at me. Be cool, be cool. Saban films. So why do you do it? It's in our books. Honestly, this is like an indie film. Yeah, that's what I heard. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, what Have you met Lawrence yet? Nice to meet you. walk A blistering crime, crime drama. Murder conspiracy. Anything major went down, her name always came. Mm-hmm. So Fancy with bullets. She knows who she married. I think they really understand how far her reach goes. She wants clean it up. I'll do it. Who's there? John Swab film. film. You know what? not what? sent you? Out of red. Follow me. Well, how much is this job? Ten, men. Every month, a group of all men flies in from the Middle East. They bring back cash, deals, they don't report this we're done that's it i see that look in your eye like you're up to something i know what she turned you into i know you're strap up Josh Hartley, Frank Grillo, Melissa Leo Red. Huh. It came out November fifth of last year, select theaters. It's also on digit. It came out digital and on demand. So definitely, if you guys want to check that out, I'm pretty sure you can find it. Um, just look up on the, uh, online, and you'll see where exactly that movie is. It's an action film. Um, just to let you guys know that all the trailers that I'm watching today, it will be on my description list, and uh, you know. For the podcast, so you can look at the tra- trailers yourself, and you know, see what you like and see what you want to watch. So, next trailer we're gonna watch is called "The Forgotten." Hold on, "The Forgotten." I want a soda. Oh, what's that? The Forbidden Room. The Forgotten Battle, it's a Netflix film, stars Tom Felton, who is otherwise known as Lucius Malfoy, Uh, the trailer came out five months ago, really quick, I will read you the synopsis so you guys know what I'm talking about, The Forgotten Battle, came out last year, um, Synopsis reads, in 1944, the Second World War, a British glider pilot, a Dutch boy fighting and a German side, and a Dutch female resistance member all end up involved in the Battle of the Scheld. Scheld? I don't know how to pronounce that. S-C-H-E-L-D-E. Their choices differ, but their goal is the same, freedom. And yes, it stars Tom Felton who otherwise pro- play, pro- portrayed um, Lucius Malfoy, not Lucius Malfoy, Draco Malfoy. And from what I can see, not many other people here are famous or well-known. I guess they're all just a bunch of up-and-comers. But yeah, let's check out this trailer. It's on Netflix. It should be out now. So yeah, here we go. Stop. It will happen. They will die werden nach Holland. Verlegt. Jennifer, keep your head down, Dutchman. I guess it's a foreign film, The Stupid War. The Germans dug themselves the in. in. Your brother took pictures of them. They're looking for him. All of us are in danger. In war, there's no place for boys that want to act the hero. Sie mich jetzt you. Let me help you. He's playing games with you. What did she say? If the Canadians cross that dam, there will be a huge massacre. This map needs to go to the Allies. Or it will lead them... certain place. You can't stay in one place for too long. You have to do something. you The only mark. chance is a high tide. We slip through the mud. I've overcome. To the other side. I'm not gonna die. Not today. Success this operation. No hand within the fate of the other. Now, almost, The Forgotten Battle. So this movie's out on Netflix right now. Um, it's a army movie. It's one of those military movies that came out on October 15. So definitely, if you're interested in military films, um, it's a German film. And, obviously, Tom Felton's in it. So, I mean, if you're a fan of uh, Harry Potter, then you'll know that that's uh, uh, Draco Malfoy. All right, the next trailer we're going to look at is called Nightmare Alley. Now, we spoke about this before, and the movie already came out in the theaters. But it flopped horrendously because nothing was going to beat... Nothing was going to take down Spider-Man No Way Home. The movie came out around Christmas time. But yes, uh, unfortunately, I never got to it. Didn't get to go to the theaters. I know it's based on a book of some sort or an original movie. Uh, so it's uh, Searchlight Pictures. And it stars Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett. So there was a trailer that came out two months ago. So we're going to check out that trailer. So the um, the synopsis reads: An ambitious carny, with a talent for manipulating people with a few well chosen words, hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. All right, so let's check this out. From Academy Award nominee or nomination or whatever, Guillermo del Toro. What Search live pictures. 1941. What day is today? <laughs> Wednesday, I think. Very well. As briefly as you can. Can you read minds? I'll be seeing you. Come on in and for all the mysteries of the universe. I wanna give you the world and everything in it. What are you talking about? Ma'am? We got a little mind reading show. There's a woman! Unless there's Captain a carnival. Have me. Everybody has some shadow from their past. Uh,
1: that's yes, not Kate I'm Blanchett.
0: That wasn't Kate Blanchett, I'm sorry. I'm winner. What is the object being held? Pocket watch. Not correct. Oh, it is Kate Blanchett. Uh, or Rooney Mara. A small pistol. You're not as hard to read as you think. You run a racket. Same as me. If you help me, we can make quite a big dent in this town. You barely know me. Oh, I know. You're no good. And I know that cuz Neither am I. This is not a carnival trick. If your foot slips, we both fall. We've had our share of snake charmers in the past. We deal with them. What did you do, Dan? Why did you do it? Sometimes you don't see the light until you cross it. You don't fool people, Stan. They fool themselves. Tony Collette. Alright, so that wasn't too bad. Honestly, uh, it came out in January. Unfortunately, like I said, it flopped. Uh, it was really sad that it flopped. Uh, the synopsis reads... Uh, oh, I already did read the synopsis. But yeah, um, it's out on... I believe it's Hulu. So you can check it out. Uh, yeah, okay. So we're going to move on to the next trailer which is you season three the second trailer uh the the, um, synopsis read for the whole series a dangerously charming intensely obsessive young man goes to extreme measures to insert himself into the lives of those he is transfixed on so supposedly this is about uh an obsessed person and he becomes a stalker of some sort but i know that they are on season three i remember i spoke this spoke about this not too long ago um earlier this this year, uh, my friends, they all watched it. It's, uh, they, they were saying that it's an amazing um, series. It's been five months out on Netflix. They, season four has been confirmed. So, yeah, definitely. Let's see. All right, let's check it out. In my history of scared... This is the most scared I've ever been. Congratulations, Dad. It's a boy. I've always believed in the one. your dad is changing me. <laughs> For you, I'd move to some soulless suburb. Come latte with us. <laughs> From you, I'd marry the monster. Your mother loved. What could go wrong? We both have done bad things. I wanted to move here so that we could start new. We are just the nice, normal neighbors next door. We are a team. The best team. Oh, Oh no, this is bad. So now I have you. Things will be different this time. Something's going on. You're you're always distracted. Are you okay? You look paler than usual. I think we need to go to couples therapy. This came sooner than expected. Marriage isn't really built for secrets. There's no such thing as privacy in La Linda. You obsessed with her? WHY DON'T YOU LOVE ME ANYMORE?! I was plotting something and I couldn't feel it. Why does everybody think I'm impulsive? You are not making me kill anyone! Neither one of you is gonna kill your spouse. You're many things, but you are not murderers. I never thought to wonder. What happens after boy gets girl? we okay? Till so death do us part. All right. So that seems crazy. Uh, it looks like he has graduated from. It came out on October 15. It looks like the character, the main character of you, has graduated from being a loner stalker to finding a female who can be his partner who joins into his, his uh, adventures of killing people and stalking people and just being who he wants to be, you know, the sick, uh, probably demented, probably perverted uh, person that he is. So yeah, definitely going to give it a try. I remember I spoke about it not too long ago, a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago back. But, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet because I'm currently watching too much crap. Uh, next trailer we're going to talk about is the Batman, the audio, oh, is it Batman, the audio adventures that is coming for HBO Max. So they are going to have a podcast on HBO Max uh, and they're going to have their own, you know, entertainment, their own brand of entertainment and one of them is going to be Batman The Audio. Alrighty, let me see if they have a trailer for this. The Adventures of Batman. Okay, we got an episode one. Um, okay, here we go. So it reads, After years of crime fighting, Batman prepares to become an official Gotham employee and deepens the rift between himself and Catwoman, who's been using Gotham criminals for financial gain. The trailer dropped about five months ago. Now, let's check this out. And it's on HBO Max. A city is set by ceaseless criminal chaos. <laughs> but what happens when a shadow steps out of the darkness? What's the situation, Commissioner? Go, ahead, sweet brother Joseph Batman, the audio adventures, 10 chapters of serialized mayhem. Just a single girl in her castle. <laughs> Listen to Batman The Audio Adventures Streaming only on HBO Max Starting September 18th So it's out now everybody So you can definitely check it out on HBO Max If you guys want to watch and Listen to the audio adventures of Batman um, Seems pretty interesting I'll definitely give it a go Next one is going to be Finch Which it is A movie with Tom Hanks I believe he's like with a robot of some sort I'll check out the trailer Right now alrighty Finch it's on Apple TV and the trailer came out about four months ago and the synopsis reads hmm on a post-apocalyptic earth a robot built to protect the life of his creator's beloved dog learns about life love, friendship and what it means to be human And of course it stars Tom Hanks. And that is so far the only person in this movie that actually looks like somebody important. So let's check out the trailer. Do you think we'll make it? It Not without my team, we'd do this together. Apple Original Films. It all happened so fast. There was a solar flare. Goodbye, crops and food, goodbye, everything. So I did. I frightened. And so were And I found you. What should we have? Get your elbows off the table. Get your elbows up. All right, you're next. You see, I'm developing something interesting. Giant leap of faith. Now, if you can speak, tell me something about you. Robots must protect dog. If we don't go before that storm hits, we'll die, all of us. As soon as you can walk, we're leaving. One, two, one, two, one. If that's falling. like West. Over the mountains. Would you like me to drive? Don't oversteer. That's oversteer. ease your foot up just a hair. Perfect. <laughs> 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 hey! What's all the fuss? I learned to talk dog. I don't think it likes me. Come <laughs> <gonna> and see this. <laughs> We should be safe once we get into the mountains Those things will happen Like hundred and fifty degree heat UV radiation And people Hiding in the shadows Do you think we'll make it? Not without my team what we do we do together I believe in you Finch alrighty so that looks pretty good As Tom Hanks as Finch it is streaming now it's been streaming since November 5th on Apple TV definitely looks something worth watching I'm definitely going to give it a go Um, moving on to the next trailer Uh, A Spark Story Let's see this. How you guys doing today? Good? That's (sighs) good? Do you guys ever remember some of the food that you used to eat when you were a kid? Like Uncle Ben's um, oatmeal. My mom used to make the best with butter. So good. Okay, so a spark story. Okay, uh, the trailer came out about four months ago. It's on Disney Plus It reads follows the Pixar spark shorts filmmaking process specifically on the process of Corbin and Gonzalez Offering an intimate look as they bring their personal visions to the screen So I guess this is a documentary Yeah, documentary animation so nobody really famous, and this is just documentary. That's gonna be on Disney Plus, or it's already on Disney Plus. So let's check out this trailer. Stories honor life. They honor people, but it's more than that. There's a sense of magic to it. The screen has got to move and dance in front of your eyes. And it reaffirms the beautiful things in life. We started the Spark Shorts program to allow some new ideas into this, give a chance to people that we think have something interesting to say. We selected our 2020 Spark Short What kind of stories do they tell? This is a preview of our filmmakers to come. I'm excited about people getting used to seeing stories through the lens of a black character it was really important to pull from my people i want to make something that feels honest and i love that spark shorts sure puts you in a place of enormous vulnerability you're the show i was really insecure about being chosen and how i was going to lead a team i don't want to let anyone down i was afraid of failure i'm going to keep learning to trust myself you have to go somewhere deeper figuring out my own voice as a director, became really important. I'm really liking this one. Let's be bold with our choices. And then we'll see what happens. The story is at the heart of what we do. If things are going smoothly, you're probably not trying hard to do something great. Alrighty then. So another documentary. I'm, I I swear, honestly, to tell you the truth, I sometimes feel like Disney is just going to be a place full of documentaries. I mean, they do have some good entertainment, but it's like so much documentaries left and right. All right. So the last thing is not really a trailer. It's actually a commercial that aired on the Super Bowl that I thought was just worth bringing up. It's actually the Mike Myers from uh, Dr. Sh- Dr. Evil in the movie uh, Austin Powers. So he has like a quick little commercial and they did a lot of things for, especially now that, you know, a lot of the stuff from, you know, the old the older days are, you know, coming back. I mean, a lot of people are doing commercials and just funny stuff like that, bringing back classics just to, you know, Put a little light on it, you know. All right, uh, let's see. So here we go. Mike Myers Super Bowl commercial. This is uh, Doctor Evil speaking to his henchmen. Ladies and gentlemen, our takeover of General Motors is complete. Dr. Evil, we can now use GM's Ultium platform to power our whole operation. Now we can reduce tailpipe emissions. I'm sorry, am I no longer Dr. Evil? I'm Dr. Good now? I didn't get the mean Climate change is arguably the number one threat to the world now. Dr. Evil, you are now the number two threat to the world. I refuse to be number two, number two. We have to help the planet. Oh, please, Tear. For my son. Your son? I shall name him Baby, Baby. B. No, his name is Kai. Oh! Cow! You must help save the world first. Then you can take over the world. Okay, Far, how about you let me do the business? All right, hold on, I've got it. I will help save the world first, then take over the world. She literally just said that. Scott. You just don't get it, do you? What? What don't I get? You don't get it. Oh, we're right back. you're never gonna get it. You can't draw me into this I'll little. You act like a child. You don't get. I am it. an adult. You can't push my buttons anymore. Stop! No! We'll reduce our carbon footprint. Whatever. Okay, let's go. We're going all electric. Everybody in. Not you, Scott. One day you're gonna run the company, baby. Me. So his commercial was for General Motors, and obviously it was about cars. But it was pretty pretty funny to see uh, Mike Myers come back in um, his Dr. Evil getup. We also got Jim Carrey, which we will talk about in the next podcast. Jim Carrey as the cable guy for another, I think it was a cable commercial, obviously. Uh, But yeah, we'll talk about that on the next one. Uh, But yeah, we are going to take a quick break and pay some bills and we'll be right back with my questionnaire of and just like that and a quick review of the series then we're gonna throw in some news for the week and then we'll do talk about uh, reviews and recommendations and call it a day I'll be right back alrighty we are back and like I said, we're going to go right into... So all I'm going to try to do um, in the next upcoming weeks uh, that we do the podcast, I'm going to be talking about something like next week I'm going to have a questionnaire about Scream 5. Then the week after that, we're going to delve in, j- jump into the Peacemaker series, which just ended. And today I, w- I happen to go to the Harry Potter store. So um, I'll plan out a... Not a questionnaire, but a little experience uh, podcast of my my experience at the Harry Potter store, which won't be that long because I can't really say much. I won't say much. I'll save it till next time. It was just it was a whatever um, um, experience. It was a better one. I went to uh, to Florida and Universal Studios. You know, Diagon Alley. It was like it was like literally stepping into the world of Hogwarts. Or not Hogwarts, but like Harry Potter. But yeah, we're going to go right into the... And just like that. So as we all know, and just like that, is the sequel series to um, Sex and the City, which ran for like seven years. And then they did two spin-off movies that were really connected. I honestly didn't think that the second one really needed uh, to be in the series. But I mean, it's nice to see the girls come back, uh, especially with Samantha. Um... The first movie kind of sealed the deal for the series, which was pretty cool. Uh, And, you know, they they left it like that for many years. And then all of a sudden, they decided HBO Max comes, you know, Warner Brothers decides to reboot the series. And kind of, you know, I think it's like 10 years or, or 15 years after the original series or whatever the case. And, you know, we're dealing with the girls now living in a... And uh, after, or I guess a not a post-apocalypse, not a post-pandemic, uh, but after, I mean, because the pandemic's still going on during the series. But they, um, you know, literally have gone through everything that we went in the last past two years. Actually, we're like going on the third year already. So they've gone through it. Um, surprisingly, everybody comes back, so all except for uh, Kim Cattrall, who portrayed the character of Samantha, and. There's no no sequel or there's no Sex in the City if you're not going to bring all of them. Uh, Apparently, uh, King Couturell had a lot of problems along uh, with Sarah Jessica Parker. I guess being the lead of the show, you know, probably things go to your head or whatever the case. I don't know what happened behind the series. Everything is he shed, she shed, crap, but whatever. We saw the show, it ran for 10 episodes, and there was actually three characters that we will um, jump into later on that kind of could have been a replacement for Samantha, or if anything, you know, been the Samantha character of anything. Um, we, all, we, we all know that um, one of the characters, hold on one second. Just looking up his correct name, he deserves that. Um his name is What What the heck? How come he's not in here? Oh, that would be crazy if they erased him. Oh, Willie Garson, who played Stanford Blatch, who was married to um, Mario Cantone, who portrayed the character of Anthony Marantino, and was Sarah Jessica Parker's best friend. Uh, He passed away, sadly, uh, in, uh, I believe it was, he only made three episodes. He passed away September 21st, 2021, at the age of 57. I believe it was colon cancer that took his life. It sucked because, you know, we he just disappeared and then all of a sudden we find out that he actually passed away. Um, he started the show, you know. Saw that he was a little skinny, but we didn't think I didn't think nothing of it. And then all of a sudden this happens. Kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, he was supposed to be the new. Samantha he was gonna take the Samantha role I mean you actually see him when um okay so there's a situation that happens at the beginning of the series and he's the one who's actually filling in so there's Charlotte Miranda and um Carrie and then you have Stanford it used to be Samantha but Samantha's no longer there you're gonna find out why Samantha wasn't there, okay, so before we get into the questionnaires and start answering, I just want to let you know, this is a lot of spoilers, people, spoiler alerts right off the bat. If you do not want to hear anything about this, uh, stop it here, go watch it on HBO Max, all 10 episodes, then come back and see if you agree or not. So we're going to go right into it, so I give you five seconds, one, two, three, four, five, you've been warned. Uh, First question, what happened to Big? Big obviously is Carrie's uh, The Lover her Alive, her, her her Knight in Shining Armor. So obviously, you know, he was all throughout the seven seasons of Sex in the City. He was also part of, uh, uh, he was obviously, he got married to her in the, the Sex in the City movie. Um, he's also part of Sex in the City 2. And he comes back for this movie. Uh, for the show, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, so. The answer is, well, in the first episode, we see Big and Carrie in their everyday lives. This is after everything that's happened in the movies and in the show. So obviously, they survived the pandemic and all that stuff. So, you know, they're living their life just going about their business and their, and their days together. Everything points to the continuation of their happy lives. After denying, uh, this is Carrie, after denying to go and take part of one of Charlotte's outings, um but f- she finally gets talked into it and she ends up going to be part of one of Charlotte's things because I think it was her daughter who was having some kind of recital and she wanted her friends to be there. So she, Carrie ended up leaving leaving Big at home, you know, living his life. He was over there getting ready on, getting on the peloton, getting ready to work out. So Carrie steps out for the evening while Big stays home to work out on the peloton. Okay, I just said that. As he works out, he begins to have a heart attack. We cut to Carrie arriving home and seeing her her his last moments as he sees her and passes. She had a slight delayed reaction out of shock. See a lot of people were hating on that because they said that she could have easily ran to get the but we don't know what we're gonna do when we're placed in a situation where what you know we're in shock. You know, yes, just yesterday I went with my friend Maria to uh, 7-Eleven, and we were talking in the back and everything. And some guys came in, and all we heard was, "This is a stick-up!" And literally, I looked, and I literally almost crapped in my pants because I see this, you know, dark-skinned male speak that loud. I mean, I, I shot, I shook, I literally froze. And then he starts laughing, and there are a bunch of security guards and literally i calmed down after that but um i was shocked and i didn't know what to do so i can just imagine her walking in on her husband clutching his heart staring at her falling down she goes to to him and she's you know she he she wants to get the authorities to come help her but unfortunately what can she do like the best she could do is call the authorities but they're not going to get there in time. So she's panicking because she doesn't know how to save him. So the only thing that she could do is run to him and just be there for him. You know, so obviously he passes away. Uh, she had a, sl- uh, a late reaction. Later we see the ambulance taking his body. So she's like literally dumbfounded just watching the ambulance, the coroner probably, taking his body away. And she's not... Believing it she's like in shambles so a lot of fans uh you know a lot of people uh, over here started knocking that one scene but i always try to be realistic put myself in the situation and how i react and in all reality i probably will react the very same way shocked and probably would have a really slight delayed reaction so there you go big passed away in the first episode at the end Question number two: Where is and what happened with Samantha? Okay, we already spoke about this a little bit briefly. So, in this series, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you exactly what happens, word for word, because I actually had to copy it. I do not want this to, you know, to you know, be misconstrued. So, Charlotte says, "Oh, um, she's no longer with us." As she's answering somebody, she's like, "Oh, um, she's no longer with us." Charlotte says, "Bitsies, start looking." Upset, Bitsy is one of the other friends. One of the new friends. No, no, no. No, she didn't die, Miranda says. I just meant she's not with us, Charlotte adds. And then Carrie adds. She's in London, finally answers. Miranda then reveals she moved to the UK for work, Bitsy says. This is a smart... This is smart because women in their 60s are still viable over there miranda and carrie later talk about samantha you know it is kind of like she's dead samantha you know it's uh, let me see if i can read that a little better you know it's kind of like she's dead samantha we never even talk about her miranda says Carrie reveals she didn't want to keep Samantha as an agent because of how the book business is going and she fired her and stopped returning her calls. Carrie says, she understands that she's under her, that she's hurt, but now it feels like she was nothing more than an ATM. Miranda said, she hasn't heard from her, from Samantha either, and neither has Charlotte. I always thought the four of us would be friends forever. So, a lot of fans hated on this answer because um, instead of finding a cleverer way to, you know, slowly move out uh, Kim Cattrall's character, they kind of made it sound like Kim Cattrall was not a good friend. She was using um, Carrie this whole time because of her book sales, and she was making money, and that's why she. Uh, when Carrie said, oh, I kind of feel like I was an ATM to her instead of a friend, that is kind of like... it. A lot of fans were really put in a position where they were like, why would... I mean, they never had a... This never... The, the, the Sex and the City show was never like this. They never had this idea where... Samantha was using um, Carrie for money of any sorts. You know, um, yes, Samantha was a very wealthy woman. I think she might have been more wealthy than all three of them, than the rest of the three. But she was never that type of person where she threw her success in people's faces. And, uh, and use them for money? No, that's not what it was. So I can see why the fans got really, really bothered by this. Alrighty, righty. Thir- question by th- question number three. At what point the series takes place? So I told you guys that this is after the pandemic and the change of things. So th- there's a lot of stuff that happened during the pandemic. We had uh, we had riots. We had uh, people canceling stupidity out there, like like uh, what's his name, uh, Doctor Seuss books and. And people canceling people for saying uh, for speaking their mind about um, um, Trump and Biden and, and and gays and lesbians and all the stuff about trans or um, drag queens teaching kids uh, a lot of stuff happened so um, this is what this show concentrates on uh, they concentrate on all the changes that happen after the pandemic, um, the pandemic insanity. And since this is based in New York, a lot of New York stuff gets incorporated in here. So yes, this is right after the pandemic and the changes there. there. Uh, question number four, why did Miranda go through such a dramatic change in this series? What happened to Steve? So those are two questions that we're going to be solving in here. So obviously we know Miranda uh, and Steve had this like, Beautiful relationship in Sex in the City. They always were each other's backbone. Um, they always helped each other out. Made each other seem more, you know. They needed each other, you know. Um, even when Steve cheated on her, he still, you know, she still forgave him after a while. You know, she hated him, but, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those relationships that you just write goals after because they became something great Um, they started a family and it was just amazing Um, so obviously we know that Cynthia Nixon who portrays Miranda in real life came out as lesbian so it was just a matter of time till her, her honestly to tell you the truth her bull crap made it on to the series and honestly it was Horrendous to see the supposed love interest of Steve and how much she fought to stay with him, and how much they fought to, and, and the beauty behind a relationship to see her diminish and change also suddenly and become this brand new person, and to make Steve come out to look like something that was not what it was. Like he, it's almost like he's going C now. But yeah, before I get into that, let me just read the answers that I wrote. Number one. So this this is answering Miranda, Miranda's question. Watching Miranda fade into a totally different character was excruciating to watch. In the original show, Miranda's whole character is based on her logic, reason, and intelligence. She's a hotshot lawyer with liberal views. She does not indulge in romantic fantasy, and is always the romantic uh, and is always the quick-witted antidote antidote to a romantic trash, to the romantic trash that comes out of Charlotte, who is portrayed by Kristen Davis. Mouth, but in this season, Miranda is the awkward, clumsy, and sometimes stupid old lady who couldn't possibly know. That it is insensitive to make judgments based on persons of color's hair? Seriously? Miranda used to be a high-flying badass and not in the capitalist girl boss way. In Sex and the City, Miranda dated a black man and the sexiest boyfriend in Sex and the City history. And there was never any racial issue or instances of her being racially insensitive. So what? Why now? So all of a sudden, this um, series has this whole giant thing about racial issues and stuff, and she's over here trying to be closer to her her um, professor from the classes or the teacher or whatever the heck she's doing and she starts making comments about her hair but yet she was very very uh in tune with the black culture in the original sex in the city series so why all of a sudden in this series she's becoming so nonchalant and more uh elusive with like black name calling i guess or making us uh, issues of stuff that's really not important but uh, yeah, it's it's and she all of a sudden becomes this person, this persona, where she starts to indulge herself in this world of lesbianism. She decides that she wants to change because she listens to this one uh, um, woman who goes by the title of non-binary, who is a comedian, talking about you have you have to make changes in your life and. Da, 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 da. So she decides that her life is not as happy as she thought it was with Steve. And she needs something more and she decides to Uh open up her eyes her horizons and decides to get into a relationship with this new uh character named Shay. And she's a female and all of a sudden she's in love with her and wants to like have all these inter, inter- you know, these intercourse type relationships by not really intercourse because they're both females, but she wants to have all this sex and all this stuff with her. And it's just really, really shocking to see her, like, out of nowhere just become that. But, I mean, it was a matter of time that they would include her lifestyle, her real lifestyle, Cynthia Nixon, into this show. Uh, the second question, which is what happened to Steve, uh, the answer is, Sure, Steve was always clumsy and silly, but in a hot way in the show. He's the perfect just juxta- juxtaposition against Miranda, and that's why they work so well. A major plotline of the show is the demise of their marriage, and Miranda is given to, to the space to express her side of the story, but for Steve, he is the babbling idiot and is even more stupid than what he was in the 30s. They throw a side plot that Steve is hard of hearing, which may, seem like the show is trying to be inclusive but instead feels like quick gag to reinforce how useless Steve is. We are meant to believe that Steve who is a man in his 50s and has lived in New York for a minimum of 30 years can't make his way around a tiny food market. So right off the bat. That's what they did to Steve. They literally brought him down to this, the, the min, a miniature, m- minuscule type person with the intelligence of a, of, of a, of a dinosaur. You know, with the little brain and everything. And that was just really like, did, did did the HBO producers really think that we would swallow this? They made him look like an idiot, and he was so awesome in the original Sex and the City series I'm just saying I don't know what they were thinking a lot of people within the first uh, three episodes were already judging this as a piece of crap Um, so moving on question number five who is Lisa Todd Wexley and the other three characters the other three new characters Wally my dog is going to make little noises around here Question number 1. This is the answer to Lisa Todd Wexley. She is an ethereal as she she is ethereal as she is a boss. Lisa is a documentarian and a mother of three children. She is married to a hedge fund banker named Herbert. She seems close with Charlotte as their kids both take piano lessons together. Question number 2. The other second new character is Shay Diaz. A non-binary queer comedian who hosts a podcast that Carrie often appears on. Uh, According to Deadline, Shay is a big presence with a big heart whose outrageous sense of humor and progressive human overview of gender roles has made them and their podcast very popular. And this is also the new love interest of Miranda. Um, And the last new entry to the series is Seema Patel. A powerful New York City realtor who befriends Carrie after selling her apartment. So any of these three women could have been uh, a shoe in for the Samantha role. I mean, it doesn't have to be Samantha, but um, the new fourth best friend. You know, even after Stanford passed away in real life, uh, yeah, we could continue with that. that's what they're going to want to continue uh question number six why was carrie's new apartment cgi outside of exterior so when we see, see um um carrie's new apartment uh we hit this full screenshot of what the apartment looks like and the windows behind and it's not real it's cgi out there but why why do that if new york is one of the biggest parts of this series um The only answer could be it 's probably because of covid uh situations, but because this show was being shot during the pandemic. but one of the answers that I looked up was one of the main reasons people loved sex in the city was how authentically it showed New York now the lifestyle what well, columnists can afford over two hundred pairs of designer shoes, but the actual city. It never opted for CGI or green screens. Every scene was filmed in a real restaurant, store, or nightclub. So when Carrie and Anthony, Mario and Contone and Sima, Sarita Childberry, are in what looks like limbo, it totally strips the show of any sense of authentic- authenticity. It's worth noting that the production of the show did occur during the pandemic and filming in public places was a lot more difficult. So that's probably the thing. But then again, they did get away with shooting a lot of the scenes in public places. This actual scene was shot in an empty room. So, I mean, they could have just gotten an empty, excuse me, uh, they could have just gotten an empty apartment and shot it out there. So I don't know. Honestly, it's just a question that it's up for grabs. Question number seven um, says, when was the show so much about wealth? So, yeah, definitely it wasn't that big about wealth. But this one always has to show you that the women are living larger than what they were in Sex and the City. So the answer is, in and in, in, in just like that, it's as if they're trying to make a point of how wealthy the trio are. Carrie, as said before, buys a multi-million dollar dollar Apartment without thinking twice and then just sells it a day later as if it is returning a pair of jeans to Zara. In the final episode, Carrie asks Miranda and Charlotte to join her in Paris, saying, My treat, covering the thousands of dollars for flights and a hotel as if she's pla- paying for lunch. The they mitzvah Charlotte throws for her child, Rock, is the most excessive looking party in the history of the show, giving Abu Dhabi a run for its money. So, yeah, I guess the producers wanted to show us that these women have made it more. And I guess being that Carrie's still a columnist and she does podcasts, I mean, I guess her husband died and he was a multimillionaire, so I guess she got all his money. I guess that's what they were going for. And the final question, so, um, are they still hoping for a Kim Cattrall return? I mean, I would like it, but I mean, at this point, this series just sounds like, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, the answer is, as as we all know, Cottrell did not return as Samantha Jones, mainly due to the feuds with Sarah Jessica Parker. However, instead of killing her off in a, in fear that it would come off as a slight... You know, the series sees Carrie texting Samantha, slowly building back a bond after a few feud, a feud years before that saw Sam take a job in London. In the final episode, Carrie reaches out to Samantha to suggest meeting over cocktails when she's in Paris and Samantha agrees. Are the writers still hoping the producers can onboard Cottrell? Only time will tell. But it is definitely in the show's best interest if they want to keep it going. Honestly, I, I, I this show sucks. So my personal opinion, Sex in the City was amazing. The first movie great. Second movie eh, and now this show just they bom- it, it bombed. It just it's just a big pile of dog poo. All right, moving on to some news, and then we'll go right into. We'll do a quick transition and then we'll go right into reviews and recommendations. So Warner Brothers releases a clip from The Batman. Actually, they've released quite a few at this point. Um, And the movie looks beyond... I can't wait. Uh, Red One starring Chris Evans and Dwayne Johnson will be a new holiday movie that will come out in 2022. Which is in the works. So we know that... The Rock. If you if you want anything to be successful, just put red on it and throw the Dwayne Johnson in it. Uh Madame Web likely to start shooting this year, so um, that's going to be the new uh, the another movie or a spinoff off of the Spider Verse or whatever the case. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians officially moving forward at Disney Plus. Uh, I guess you know we got the two movies, but unfortunately. Uh, we're going to go on, you know, ever since uh, Disney acquired all of 20th Century Fox stuff. They're just going to do their own thing. Mysterio was ma- meant to return to No Way Home, but was cut. Mysterio-, Mysterio was supposedly going to fight Doctor Strange. So, I mean, we did see some, some, you know, some pictures About all of it, you know, they drew that as well as America Chavez was supposed to be in Spider-Man No Way Home But I guess they just had a lot of stuff thrown in there So they decided to just add a lot of stuff But Doctor Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is gonna have bananas a lot of it A lot of cameos So moving on Mortal Kombat sequel officially has been greenlit at Warner Brothers um the remake wasn't that great so hopefully they learned their lesson and we'll get some new stuff or better stuff in mortal Kombat sequel moving on jamie d curtis and halloween ends first pick has leaked and has officially began shooting um let's see where it goes hopefully it is the end moving on toby mcguire states no way home does not close the door for her spider-man from what I heard, um, he might be in the new Multiverse of Madness, being that Sam Raimi is the, the director of that movie, so he's probably gonna throw him in there. Tom Holland still doesn't know if he'll return to Spider-Man. I mean, he is back and forth with his choices, stating he'll portray this character forever, but retracting his his statement the day the next day. So I guess we're still it's still up in the air who Tom Holland will play if he'll stay around or not. Ron Perlman believes fans deserve a proper third film to Hellboy but isn't eager to do it. He did not like the makeup process. I think he should do it just to give the fans the little last hurrah, but whatever. Uh, so the question is is Jason Momoa going to be in the new Fast & the Furious 10 since uh since Vin Diesel's plea did not, you know, hit big with uh Dwayne Johnson. Um we we already got uh, John Cena as as this guy's brother so what are they going to do? J- Jason Moore would be another big muscle-bound character to throw in there. Moving on, Kyle Allen cast to star as He-Man in Masters of the Universe film picked up by Netflix. Ah man, with watching uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I don't know, I don't have hope for these movies. Moving on, James Gunn confirms this will be the last time we will see the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, together in Volume 3. Well, we already knew that. Halo coming to Paramount to premiere on Paramount Plus at March 24, 2022. Uh, Trailer seems to be really good. A lot of people are responding well. Uh, I haven't played the games personally myself. So, I mean, I played it once and I got dizzy and I decided not to play them again. Continuing on, Sony Interactive to acquire Bungie Inc. Studio, responsible for Halo and Destiny franchises, on a deal for $3.6 billion as a clapback to Microsoft announcing they were buying Activision Blizzard for $75 million. Sony isn't ending. They're there they are planning on acquiring more companies, so stay tuned. Uh, WWE Royal Rumble winners Ronda Rousey's return and wins the Rumble as well as Brock Lesnar. This was mixed a mixed bag of reviews Two people who didn't really need the wins. But, um, you know, WWE sucks. So, what can you do? Tom Holland and Florence Pugh want a Spider-Man and yelling a crossover. Uh, do it. I mean, you see? Tom Holland is talking about he doesn't know what to come back, but he's over here talking about a t- crossover. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on, Doctor Strange new synopsis has been revealed online about the plot. Doctor Strange will supposedly transverse the mind bending and alt- alters the dangerous realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. Could that be Mephisto or nightmare? Probably just Doctor Strange Supreme. So guess we'll have to wait and see. The second season of Loki is expected to be big begin shooting this summer. So let's go. Jackass 4 reviews are in, and if you love seeing grown men get hit in their genitals, then this is the film for you. I saw it. Hilarious. Just a lot of penis. Moving on. Red Notice director Rawson Marshall Thurber will oversee the Dungeons & Dragons TV series. He will also write and direct the pilot and will also, ex- uh, also executive produce. The series will be complement compliment. The feature film that is currently penned and directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly and is set to release March 3rd, 2023. Moving on, Paramount Plus announced Baker of Kingston is getting second season even even though there is five Star Trek projects in the works. There is more news on the Star Trek spin-off Section 31, which is still currently in active development. Uh, Next, uh, the Book of Boba Fett episode 5 was the highest rated episode to date on IMDb. We spoke about it last week. If you want to hear my thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett, watch the last podcast or listen to the last podcast. And yeah, moving on, Jurassic World Dominion is set to end the trilogy, but not the series. So uh, this trilogy or all six movies, I don't know. Moving on, Sebastian Stan still wants to play Luke Skywalker by saying never. Say never. I mean, the guy they got for uh, the Book of Boba Fett, who was Luke Skywalker, was pretty cool. But, I mean, come on. Why not? Come on, Sebastian Stan. Okay, I guess Janet Tatum is still pissed off because Gambit was scrapped. Because he claims he hasn't watched a Marvel movie since then. I mean, you can try to jump in there now with Disney. Moving on, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been internally delayed till 2023. No reason released yet, so we're never going to get this game. WWE2K23 releases a deep dive into the gameplay of the game, which was looks pretty really sick, man. You guys got to look that up on YouTube. Moving on, The Batman is set to tease a sequel in the end, and it is supposed to shock us. Obviously... These movies have to have it. It's probably going to be the Joker. Again. Director Roland Emmerich, who loves to destroy uh, New York City, states, The movie industry has been taken over by big franchises such as Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and nobody does anything original anymore. Pretty much... Dakota Johnson to portray Madame Web in Sony's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Will she portray the Julia Carpenter version since she isn't an older female and she is to be the first female to headline a Sony hero film? Uh, Let's go Dakota Johnson. Scream Suiko moving forward with same directors to begin shooting this summer. Awesome. First look at Knives Out 2 picks released. It's just them going up on a boat. The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power title revealed, as well as character posters. And they really revealed the trailer um, at the Super Bowl. Yellowstone Season 5 has offic- is officially coming. That show actually looks pretty good. I have to give it a try. Grand Theft Auto 6 confirmed by Rockstar Games. Uh, uh, finally. Euphoria Season 3 confirmed. The Batman released the theme and now they released the Vigilars theme. Patrick Wilson confirms Insidious 5 will begin filming this summer and he will direct. And finally, the last bit of news for this this, uh, um, this episode. Charlie Cox wants to do loads more with Daredevil in the MCU. He also stated in his interview with Hey You Guys, Charlie would have felt weird if his cameo in No Way Home would have not been leading into a future in Disney and there plans on reviving the character so yeah definitely you know disney's doing a lot of stuff with these characters and you know we gotta stay tuned so we're gonna do a quick transition then we'll come back with our uh reviews and recommendations and we'll call it a night guys Already we're back and we're gonna go right into it so I'm gonna go right down hold on one second. I've got gonna find my notes so uh, you know I was getting over my my COVID phase or whatever so uh, I started watching a lot of just old-school regular movies because um, I don't know, I just decided to catch up on a lot of movies that I hadn't seen in years, or you know, remakes or the original stuff. So um, obviously, I last week I told you guys that we I watched *A Quiet Place* with my friend Maria, and um, *A Quiet Place* Part Two had just released on on Paramount Plus, so we watched it as well. Uh, the following events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world forced to venture into the unknown. They realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not only threats lurking behind the sand. This was really good. I remember seeing it in the theaters. Actually, I saw that one. Uh, I think it was four days before the pandemic shut down the world. So, you know, finally came out, people saw it, whatever. Uh, so I told you guys that I saw the Nutty Professor Uh, which was portrayed by Jerry Jerry Lewis, the original. And then the remake was Eddie Murphy. Then he did a sequel to the remake called The Clumps. So years later, they did a sequel for the original Jerry Lewis one. And it was an animated film, but it was a sequel. It was called The Nutty Professor Facing the Fear. The grandson of Professor Julius Kelp, who was um, the original Jerry Lewis character, Uh, Who created a potion to transform his personality? Gets his hands on his grandfather's secret elixir and unleashes his destructive alter ego. So it happens pretty much again, but it's on it's CGI. Um, This movie I saw it really um, I saw it, but it was like on YouTube and it was very discombobulated, very hard to watch. But honestly, it was one of those useless cartoon movies. I mean, if you want to watch it, you can. I mean, you just have to track it down somewhere. Um, but it really wasn't that great. Um, I decided to watch, you know, obviously, I remember, what's her name? Uh, Redhead. What's her name? Parent Trap. Hold on. Let me see. Her name is Lindsay Lohan, uh, starred in The Parent Trap, a movie, uh, that came out, what? It was like... Sometime in the 2000s, so I decided to go back to the original stuff and watch it So I watched the 1961 Parent Trap uh, Which reads teenage twin sisters swap places and scheme to reunite their divorced parents So this is the original story they recopied it in, um, in, in The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan Right after I watched uh, Hell's Kitchen Season 2, sous chef Heather West won the season. Her prize was the position of executive chef at the Red Rockets Resort Spa and Casino in Las Vegas with a salary of 250000 where she worked as, as chef at the Terra Rosa <clears throat> restaurant. Runner-up, Virginia Dahlbeck had the worst streak of any finalist on the show. Being nominated every single time, apart from wins and best of the worst nominations. I told you I fell in love with this show as I was watching. The, I was as I had COVID and I just couldn't get enough of it. It was like I was addicted. After that, I saw the sequel to The Parent Trap, entitled The Parent Trap Two. Hold on one second. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, uh, two best friends plot to get their single parents together to stop one of them from moving to New York City. So uh, this was a whole new cast and um, we see the original two girls as grown women. Um, But this was a totally different story. Obviously it's always about two uh, twins or triplets trying to get over on their parents and get them to get married with whoever the hell. Uh, Obviously these movies are located on Disney or On YouTube because I saw a lot of these these were a lot of these were uh, the wonderful world of Disney movies that came out back In like 80s or 90s and they used to have this this is before Disney even had I think they had a Disney Channel but like they used to show stuff on Channel 7 and, and This is how a lot of stuff finally the last bit of of something that I watched last week, which was uh, 1994 Walt, well I didn't watch last week, I watched this a while ago, but this was my I told you guys that I am into marathons, obviously you know that I'm always doing marathons, Uh, a few years ago I did the Thanksgiving Day Parade Marathon and now this year I started doing uh, the Wonderful World of Disney Christmas Parade or whatever, it's called the Walt Disney World a Very Merry Christmas Parade in 1994, so you It reads Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Donald Duck kick off the opening musical number. For the M- Emmy Award-winning Walt Disney World Christmas Parade, featuring two parades from the Magic Kingdom in Florida, it's Mickey's Very Chris- Very Merry Christmas Parade, and from Disneyland, it's the New Lion King Celebration. So this was around when the Lion King first came out. Um, you may ask, why do I spend time watching these things? I don't know. I just I, it's a case of nostalgia. I love seeing this stuff. I, I love reminding myself of what an awesome childhood i had when i was younger a lot of new age kids don't see it that way because they love the garbage of today they don't understand that all the stuff that they're watching or listening to was from my era uh, but yeah it, uh great times great stuff to watch and listen to um, to this day i'm still in love i still watch the new stuff because i like to see you know stuff being remade and stuff. I like to see um, where or what they're putting together. You know we'll always have our original stuff, but you know to see the new things still, you know, pretty cool. So uh, and with that, I am done. I am Dave the Saints This has been Night of the po- uh, Night at the Podcast. Uh, you can find me on all the major hashtags under Dave D. Saint or Dave underscore D underscore Saint or David Santiago. Or if you want to find me on PSN, you can find me under Ariel as in under the sea, Dean as in James Dean and 81 as in the number eight and one. And just like Gus J. 77 seven, always ends our podcast with take care, man.